A lot of great things coming to Rock Hill. It really was the people of Rock Hill. How many things does Rock Hill have going on? And you get to be a part of that. Now it's like, wow, I want to be there. I want to live there. I want to go there. It is extraordinary. The changes that have happened and what I really believe is just the next really great city in South Carolina. Hello, welcome into Rock Hill CityCast. My name is Matthew Cray, where we aim to keep you informed on all things going on inside the city of Rock Hill. And today, before we get into the actual podcast, we want to go uh, to introduce you to our new co-host, Oriana Moore. Oriana, how does it feel to be part of the podcast? I'm really excited. I'm kind of nervous because I haven't done anything like this in a couple years, but I'm really excited to get back into it. Awesome. Well, but... Uh, we're going to learn a little bit about Oriana before we get to come see me. So if you would just start, tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you enjoy, and how you got here to the city. Sure. Um, so my name is Oriana. I am actually from Rock Hill, been here most of my life and born here. Um, graduated from South Point High School, so go Stallions. Um, but I also uh, studied mass communication and African American studies at Winthrop and graduated from there in 2020. Um, and after that, well, while at Winthrop, I did have the opportunity to do um, Eagle Air Radio, which is the student radio station there. Um, I was a part of two student publications while I was there and had the chance to be a managing editor for the Roddy McMillan Record, um, which is a monthly multicultural newspaper at Winthrop. Um, I also had a couple of internships, one with uh, the Culture and Heritage Museums, and then one with Visit York County. Both were in um, communications and marketing. And I worked at Historic Brightonsville as the um, African-American history interpreter um, for a couple of years, and now I'm here. Uh, what enticed you about working, the possibility of working for the city? Um, honestly, I did see some internships here when I was at Winthrop, and I applied, but didn't get a call back or anything. So I just kept looking, honestly. Um, I wanted to find something in communications that wasn't specifically in a newsroom because um, in mass communication, we learn a lot of those skills to work in a newsroom. But I like the skills and the work, but I didn't like the environment of a newsroom. So I wanted to look for something else where I could still use those skills. Awesome. Well, uh, really quick before we get into the, the fun part of the podcast, or the pre the podcast before the podcast. Uh, having grown up in Rock Hill your whole life, what is something you appreciate about the city? Um, not not like the city where we yeah. are, but just Rock Hill as a whole. Yeah, um, growth. I think I've seen it grow a lot since from being a kid until now. Um, and like with businesses, um, sports is a really big thing. I'm really excited just to see it growing and to see other people coming here and you know starting a life here is very diverse compared to other areas in the Carolinas and it's really comfortable and homey to me. Awesome. Well, as as you may have listened, if you've listened to the podcast before, uh, then you know what's coming. If you haven't, you're in for a big surprise. We're going to put you on the hot seat and I'm going to ask you about a minute's worth of questions just to go get to know a little bit about you. Are you ready? Okay. What are three things you never leave the house without? Um, my keys, wallet, and phone. What would be the fourth thing? <laughs> my child. All right. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, cups upside down or right side up in the cupboard? Upside down. People are coming over. How, on a scale of one to ten, how clean does the house need to be? Um, twelve. <laughs> uh, favorite place to eat in Rock Hill? 
substation. Dogs or cats? Mm, not really an animal person, but I'll pick dogs. Are you a morning person or a night person? Um, uh, I guess morning. What is the best type of fruit? Pineapples. Something you would buy if you won the lottery? A house. Something people do that bothers you? Um, we'll come back to that one. <laughs> what is your favorite season of the year? Spring. Something you love to do when it's warm outside? Uh, take walks. Favorite type of cereal? The all berries Captain Crunch. And then something you would do if, uh, something people do that bothers you? There's not just one thing. Sometimes I just get irritated over the smallest things. It really just depends. <laughs> awesome. Well, Oriana, uh, that's a little bit about Oriana. We're glad you're part of the podcast. We're glad that people have a chance to know you. And here you're going to be uh, taking away the Come See Me podcast, right? Right. Awesome. Well, take it away. Hi, I'm Oriana Moore with the City of Rock Hill. We have Matthew Cray with us as well. Um, this is the City Cast, and today we will be talking with Lee Hamilton from the Come See Me um, committee. Hey, happy to be here. Appreciate y'all having me. Absolutely. Um, so first, we just want you to introduce yourself. Um, of course, many people who are from Rock Hill are familiar with the Come See Me Festival, but um, some people who are listening may be from other areas or just moving to the area. So could you introduce yourself and then just give a little bit more information about the Come See Me Festival and how it became a tradition for Rock Hill? I would love to do that. So uh, I'm Lee Hamilton, born and raised in Rock Hill. I, I love it here, call it home. I actually sell real estate here. So I'm, I'm highly vested in people coming to this area and loving it. So part of that is having wonderful things to do. Our weather here is fantastic almost every week of the year. So getting people outside for a big festival Festival is, is one of the best ways to, to get out and have a good time. And Come See Me started, uh, then Mayor Icky Albright started the festival. And it was uh, the, originally it was a three-day festival, largely at Glencairn Gardens, which of course is still here in a location for a lot of our events. But the, uh, the main focus was to uh, do exactly what the name implies, have folks come back home that are from here, have folks come visit that aren't from here. And it was uh, built around the, uh, the blooming of the flowers at at Glencairn Gardens. So we have to be pretty specific with our dates. Our, our bylaws actually stipulate that they need to fall within when uh, typically those flowers will be blooming. So that's where and, where and how it came about and started. And we're on year 59 now, I believe. So uh, it's been uh, obviously successful. It's now a 10 day festival. We have over 100,000 people that come uh, throughout the course of, of 10 days. So it's a uh, it is the thing I'm most proud of, a all-volunteer-run festival, which is very different from other events of this size. So this is all put on by folks that uh, just really want to do it, you know, people that come out and, and spend their time and resources and, and uh, put this on so everyone can come out and enjoy it. So you said you grew up in Rock Hill. Do you remember going to the Come See Me Festival as a child? Absolutely. I've got, got pictures from uh, when, I, you know, when I'm uh, knee-high with uh, – frog tattoos on my cheeks and, and I remember my sister and I we used to love the uh, we got to eat all the treats of course at, at Glencairn uh, or out at uh, Cherry Park when Gourmet Gardens was there so uh, yes I, I do definitely remember uh, some of the the core memories as a rock and I'm sure a lot of people remember mm -hmm. uh, pictures with Glenn the frog and playing at the lake and all that good stuff that's still going on with the festival and then did, where'd you go to school here in Rock Hill I went to Northwestern High nice. School. Um, and then uh, we usually do a, a prolonged version of this. We'll do a shortened version. Tell me something about yourself that people probably wouldn't guess if they saw you, and then a pet peeve that you have. All right, fair enough. Let's see, I uh, 
I'm again born and raised Rock Hill from here. Enjoy doing things outside. Mm-hmm. I think uh, if you see me Monday to Friday, I'm, uh, I'm I'm in my business clothes and I'm in my in my sporty little car to get around town. Nice. On the weekends, you won't see me. I'm in the woods. I'm uh, in different clothes and I'm wearing riding around in a dirty truck. So if you if you meet me five days a week, you wouldn't recognize <laughs> me on the weekend. So I like to play outside. Okay. <laughs> so deal with a lot of people and uh, and uh, sometimes it's nice to not do it yeah. <laughs> I love my people call me anytime <laughs> but I went to roll myself on from a boat or on a four-wheeler most of the time <laughs> if it's a weekend of course do you have a pet peeve pet punctuality and I'm uh, probably not the only one that has that no that's a good <laughs> one though. keeping a schedule and having a lot of appointments in a day um, it, it is uh, infuriating when people are late <laughs> worth noting Lee was early for the podcast <laughs> <laughs> thank you <laughs> all right well um you talked about uh, going to come see me as a child with your family, but how did you become involved with planning come see me as an adult? Yeah, that's that's great. So I've been involved in the festival for for 14 years. I do have kind of a funny introduction to the festival. So of course now I'm festival chair, uh, which is I, I guess you could say the, the the top job, so to speak. We rotate every year. I will not be it next year. So I started on the bottom floor. I got asked one time to be Glenn the Frog mascot, you know, to dress up as the mascot. <laughs> And, and from there, it was it You're not was supposed fun. to tell people who the mascot That's, is. Is that mascot <laughs> code? I, I got asked to accompany the mascot mm, then. Okay. How's that? Yeah. So one time, you know, will you do this favor? One time, So one time became two and three and four. And the following year, I got asked to coordinate all the volunteering for the mascot, uh, which uh, turned into a bigger role at the festival the following year. I've been involved in uh, running Gourmet Gardens event and uh, – uh, musical mania event and of course mascot coordination and I've been involved for 14 years and, and worked myself up so I, I kind of make the joke I started from the bottom now I'm here <laughs> so you mentioned um, you used to be Glenn the mascot um, would you mind sharing some of the history behind that how we got um, Glenn and Glenda the Frogs as our mascots yes for the festival? of course love to share that information of course Glenn the Frog is a uh, was designed and drawn by Vernon Grant, of course, uh, famous for mm-hmm. Snap, Crackle, and Pop. So, uh, a uh, an adopted son of Rock Hill, not originally from here, but uh, but definitely very a lot of ties here. Obviously, with Christmasville as well. But we don't have uh, elves; we have gnomes for Christmasville, of course, uh, because uh, that's what Vernon Grant draws. So, um, we also uh, he did do Glenn and Glenda are our um, two mascots. So he was part of. Uh, the original planning, you know, 59 festivals ago, and, and obviously his, his artwork is amazing, so it, it sticks. And everything mm-hmm. we do it, uh, for logos and for new mascots, et cetera, there is a Vernon Grant committee. Um, his sonship is still involved in that, and uh, they do have to approve everything we do as far as using his imagery, which is, which is pretty neat. And if you look at the side of City Hall, there is a, a mural with a lot of those gnomes and uh, lots of his imagery. Um, Help me, so help me out here and I, tell me if I'm wrong. The way that you guys do things that come see me, you worked your way up, and then last year you were the co-chair, correct? Correct. Yep. And you kind of observe and watch, and then it becomes your baby on <laughs> April 25th, 27th, whatever it is when the festival ends. You got it. It's yours. You got so it. So when that date turns and the festival ends, you guys start planning, correct? That is exactly right. So it's the next day. <laughs> what do you start with? <laughs> Cleaning up the farm. <laughs> uh, we go up to Winthrop Farm and we clean up. And that's a late night the night before, but it's dark and you can't clean up everything. We don't mm-hmm. want to leave a mess for Winthrop. They're amazing. They're so they could not do it without Winthrop or the city of Rock Hill. So we don't want to take advantage of, of them letting us use their beautiful farm. So it's cleanup day. We got to pull up our fences and pick up any 
cups that may be left, we, you know, anything like that. We're, we're back out the following day, and then we have a wrap-up meeting that week that's more of an, an official capacity where we come back and, uh, you know, bring up any concerns, things we can do better. Uh, it is a uh, constantly moving and changing festival that we're trying to improve upon. Um, so it is uh, the next day out of bed to clean up from the night before, and then the following week we have a breakfast meeting, and it is it all starts over again. So uh, April to June, do you guys take a break? Is What's the early planning <laughs> process like? I'm going to try and split it into quadrants so we can go through kind of what you guys do throughout the year. Sure. Early on, it's uh, it's it's finding finding the team, so to speak. You know, a lot of people come back every year. Uh, some people don't. You know, so there, And there's always new events that we need more people for. So we have a fantastic roster, I think 55 team leaders, like 16 board members, um, and they, they rotate on and off all the time. You know, so if somebody just doesn't want to be involved or has been around for a long time and may kind of roll out, so to speak, we got to fill those roles. If we have new events, we got to fill those roles. The very first thing I'm doing is chairs the day after I'm begging and pleading all the great team leaders to come back. Um, that is, that's where the, the tires hit the road, so to speak, to actually run the festival. Uh, you know, I don't, want to or need to micromanage any of those people i i can't uh, don't need to run all those events that's you know so because they are run by fantastic individuals that are more than capable and have wonderful ideas and work ethic and that's really how the festival is, is run we put a great team in place and let that team go play ball what about uh july to we'll go to july through the end of the year <laughs> uh, we, we have a lot of preliminary planning, booking uh, uh, venues, things like that. We have a lot of city compliance, I'm sure you're familiar with, uh, getting our uh, site maps in for approval. All that is obviously very important because we have road closures. Uh, we have things like that. We have needs for uh, you know, additional trash and recycling pickup, things like that, that obviously the city is extremely helpful for. Uh, so the more notice we can give the city, the more helpful they can be. Uh, but not just the city. We also have to book dozens of other events and uh, venues for our events, as well as uh, a plethora of musical acts, many of which are booked for months, if not years, in advance. And then January to game day. January to game day is when we're in the weeds. We're, we're getting after it. We're doing the logistics, the uh, the, the small stuff, you know, ordering uh, just, uh, uh, koozies and shirts and, uh, and all, uh, making sure that... Uh, that we have everything we need uh, for registrations for the road race and make sure all our bands are booked and make sure we've got right on down to uh, Coca-Cola Bottling Company orders. Uh, we've got to get our orders for volunteer bottles of water in. I mean, so it's there's a lot of small details that if you don't think about them early and they don't happen, you've got about 500 volunteers without a bottle of water. So you know, it's a, mm -hmm. that's a small thing, but there's a million small things. So it is it is a year's worth of that stuff. I take no credit for uh, putting those systems into place or making sure all of it happens. I just try to keep uh, keep the ball rolling forward with all the other wonderful people that are that are making those things happen. All right. Well, now that you've got all of the hard part out of the way, I'm sure you're very excited for the festival to be starting in a few weeks. Um, would you mind talking about um, just what's kicking off at the beginning, some of the major events like the parade or the beach bash? Yeah, you, you cannot imagine how excited I am for this. Truthfully, I, I, I love this festival personally. I, you know, having come to it and it's near and dear to my heart, even without being, you know, so closely involved, I cannot wait for this festival this year. <laughs> so um, the, the kickoff event is April 13th as uh, the parade. Uh, the evening of the 13th that's a thursday we always kick off with the parade that'll start here, here downtown near roasting company and wrap up uh, down around wells fargo building and up main street to the fountain um, that's a lot of fun come out you know sit in your lawn chair weather should be nice it's not going to rain 
not you know no no rain we don't say the r word during the festival so <laughs> so that that's our kickoff event and then from there it rolls on friday evening downtown we've got musical mania and chalk on main and the beach bass beach bass is a big one we'll have some uh some some beach music going on downtown we have a stage and a dance floor glenn and glenda will be there hopefully we can get them put on their dancing shoes we'll have food uh the um, street will be blocked off behind the amphitheater and uh downtown behind a city hall uh, that is it is uh, a much bigger event than our official kickoff of the parade so on friday night people just tend to be happy to come out and and frankly beer brings people out who doesn't mm. like <laughs> one or two cold beers on a friday evening so come out and enjoy that all right so you have the the main events you have the parade the beach bash what are the other uh, mainstay events that have been there in the past that will be there again this year. Yeah, absolutely. You're going to see a lot of the same stuff you've seen before. Uh, so uh, there are 34 events, I believe, official events, and mm-hmm. about 30 community events surrounding the festival. So there's something every day for 10 days, pretty much all day. Uh, but our big events, the two Saturdays, have, have, have great stuff, big events all day long. So we're going to start out Saturday with the fun run and the 5 and 10K race. That's early on Saturday out, starting out at Winter Farms. Uh, you will not catch me running a 10K, but I will be there. So after you've run, you know, if you've uh, burned some calories, stay and eat some food at Gourmet mm. Gardens. Yes, always run and then eat whatever you want afterwards. Yes. That's, not what, that's the mindset, right? That's right. So <laughs> Gourmet Gardens is now a food truck only event, which is similar to Rock Hill's uh, uh, Food Truck Friday. Mm-hmm. I think we have 14 trucks this year. That'll be a lot of fun, a lot of variety. Um, as well as Hops in the Park, which is a craft beer event that will be downtown. Obviously, that's an ID event. Uh, you can come out and enjoy enjoy a beverage, buy a tasting glass, and, and, uh, and taste as many as you like. A lot of people enjoy that. Now, and if you want to go the other direction from from the hops in the park where the beer is, you can go to the healthy kid zone where you need to where you can go out and exercise and learn healthy habits out at the velodrome. We love to incorporate Rock Hill's fantastic facilities like that. Uh, so go out and uh, and be healthy after you've you've had a bite to eat. And of course, we've got Miss uh, John Gettys will be down at Miracle Park for the mayor for mayor's frog jump. He's always a good sport to show up and have a good time. He he is a good time if you know John. <laughs> he mm-hmm. will be there smiling. And that is what it sounds like. We're racing frogs. So if I will say, here, here's, here's the trick for winning the frog jump. We will have frogs. You do not need to pre-register. You can use one of our frogs. But if you catch and bring your own frog, your chances of winning are b- phenomenally higher. It's always a homegrown frog that takes home the prize. So get in your creek, get in your, your pond, bring one of those big Carolina bullfrogs. Way better chance of winning that one. <laughs> um, so you mentioned frog jump. Hops in the park, beer garden, kid zone, uh, events for all kinds of different people. You know, That's young adults, families with kids, families without kids. It, is that something that you guys talk about in your meetings, trying to make different events for different, uh, not necessarily age groups, but uh, types of people? Absolutely. We we want to cover everyone. We want we want to see every single person <laughs> that it, that can show up, show up. And have a good time. We, we try not to overload certain times with kids' events because kids want to go to those events. We mm-hmm. don't want to double book, uh, you know, things that they might want to be at. Same for adults. You know, we want to spread the spread it around, make sure everyone has a chance to to maybe uh, leave Gourmet Gardens and go to the Cornhole Throwdown, then have a beer at Hops in the Park, and then take a break and come to movie night, which will be uh, downtown that night. So we're, uh, we're all over the place and want to make sure that we can accommodate anyone and everyone. 
And um, you mentioned that you try to keep some of those staple events each year, but what are some new events that we can see this year at the festival? Yeah, great one. Uh, movie nights actually is a second year event. So last year it was a brand new event. We got the big screen outside. We'll, we'll play it. Was it a good it, turnout last year? It, for, a one, for a first year event, it really was. Mm. Yes, it, yes, it was. It was a lot of fun. We had it at the fountain. Everybody loves coming down there. So, the, um, you know, bring... Bring your popcorn. I think we do. We do have a snow cone truck there this year. Okay. Um, so, but feel free to bring drinks and popcorn. It's outside, sit on the lawn, kind of deal. You know, that is a free event. Show up, have a good time. The golf tournament is uh, a an event again. It did happen last year. Uh, we're we're happy to bring that home to uh, Rock Hill Country Club again uh, this year, which is, which is uh, it was at Waterford last year. Um, and we are happy to move it back to one of our, our home courses, so to speak, where a lot of a lot of folks that golf around here love to play. I'm not a golfer, but everyone says they wanted it at country clubs. So we made it happen. So that is not a not a brand new one, but a second year event. Those are the two big ones um, that, that are new ish. And we'll uh, after a, a year last year to get our, our legs under us. They're going to be fantastic this year. What are we watching at the movie night? Can you tell us, or is I'd, that a surprise? I would tell you if I knew. But if you knew, oh, <laughs> even he's surprised him. To be fair, there's licensing things we have to uh, mm. take into account for that. <laughs> so, and I do know last year the movie we were going to play ended up not being the movie we played. So I'm not going to overpromise on a particular okay. movie. I will say it will be a kid-friendly movie okay. for sure. Uh, so come out with you know confidence that it will it will be a popular and in, in you know a a modern-ish or new movie that kids will enjoy. Um, does this year have a theme? I know a lot of different years the there's a theme that goes with the festival. Yes, this year's theme is Dancing into Spring. Mm. Uh, they let me pick it. So I, I, I love to, to, to boogie. So, uh, you know, it's uh, the theme for, for the festival and, and namely the parade is Dancing into Spring. We love the music. We love to have a good time. So, so come prepared to boogie down. How'd you come up with that? I know you said you love dancing, but at, was it that simple? At the parade last year, it was that simple. Okay. Me, me and my group are, are in the parade. The, uh, my, my business folks are in the parade with the home team at Allen Tate. I'm going to plug myself. So uh, we were we were dancing. We like to have a good time. So we were cutting up dancing. There was music, and, and someone said, what's next year's theme going to be? And I was like, you know what? We're going to do dancing in the spring. Mm. It's already made. That's one thing off my checklist. I love it. All right. Well, it sounds like a really great festival this year, and I'm really looking forward to going there with my family. Um, but I know that you mentioned earlier that it is completely organized by volunteers. Um, and I don't think people really think about that when they go out there. They just see everyone and they have a good time. But could you talk a little bit more about that process, about getting volunteers together and putting on this really big festival for everyone? Absolutely. So, as I mentioned, it is uh, largely run and delegated by a group of 55 team leaders. That are, those are the folks that make their individual events happen. So there's one or two or maybe even three people that run each event. The larger events obviously have more. Um, then from there, they will find other volunteers to come from the community day of. So the planning is those team leaders. And then we have hundreds of wonderful volunteers that will come out. You'll see them in, in their uh, volunteer t-shirts. They'll be a different color every year. This year, they're, they're, uh, they're a navy blue, like a heathered blue. So if you see those shirts, those people are graciously giving of their time to run this wonderful festival. So those are the folks that you see that maybe taking tickets at ticketed events or helping you know where to park or where the restrooms are. And, uh, you know, just just around to be helpful and make the events run smoothly. Uh, you can sign up to volunteer. Tons of volunteer spots available. Come see me.org. There's a registration page. You can pick the event you want to do and oftentimes pick the role you want to to uh, to do at those events. How do you feel like you're at on volunteer spots right now? Are you in a good spot or do you need more people? <clears throat> good but can always be better okay. and so we always we're not going to turn volunteers away you know we don't want people to not be involved and most folks just get involved by 
coming to one event, spending a couple hours, enjoying it. Then they come back and say, hey, how can I be a team leader? And that next year, we may try to find a, a spot that maybe someone's rolling off or someone that could use extra help. And we usually try to pair a new team leader with a seasoned team leader so that it's a transition where they can learn the events and learn the ropes and, and kind of work their way up through the, through the, uh, the system there. And our, our current board president, Chet, has been involved, you know, as longer, longer than I have. And he did the same thing. You know, you start as a volunteer, you become a team leader, you become a vice chair, you become a chair. Now he's then he moves to the board, and now he's president of the board. So he, he's a uh, you know I, I'm, I, next year I will be on the board following his progression. So it, it starts uh, does take years to go from from a uh, a common one time volunteer to being a board president like Chad is, of course. But uh, but that is really the process of how most people get involved and become more entrenched with the festival. All right, so uh, follow me. It's gonna this is gonna come full circle. But you've been on the board. You said fourteen years. I have been a team leader or vice chair 14 years. You've been, yes, yes involved. Correct. Um, how much has Rock Hill changed since you've been on the involved? Oh, my gosh. I, I, it's, uh, um, every bit of it, I think, is the easiest <laughs> thing to say. I mean, there's a lot of buildings downtown that weren't occupied then, let alone renovated, rebuilt, painted, and with murals on them now. You know? yeah. So it's unbelievable, especially downtown or old town, of course, Rock Hill, new businesses, I don't know how many restaurants and breweries have popped up in 14 years, but it's amazing. I mean, traffic. There's traffic in Rock Hill now. <laughs> you can yeah. sit in traffic to go. So uh, it's how much has it changed? Is an infinite amount, uh, which is a great thing. We do get um, we get money from the state and from the city based on attendance to this festival. Mm. So a growing city helps, and also more visitors from outside of our area help. So the more we grow, the more of a destination we become. The greater it is, obviously we're a youth sports city. That is what Rock Hill has going on for it. So we get all kinds of guests that come: softball, volleyball, cornhole, bicycling, BMX, velodrome, both. So uh, all that stuff brings people to Rock Hill. We want them to see our festival. They we we go count uh, license plates from other areas. We, we take uh, zip codes when people enter. That helps us get grant money from the state. So that's a. Uh, so how much has it changed is, is a loaded question. It's, it's changed just an infinite amounts in, in, in so 15 that, years. That was a good answer to my follow-up question. I think it's one of probably a couple answers. But how does new development in Rock Hill affect what you guys do with the festival, whether it's planning events or, or what you just said? They get bigger. I, you know, I, I don't mean to give an easy answer, but everywhere, um, if it's a small event and used to be an intimate small event, it's not anymore. Uh, mm-hmm. It is uh, A lot of these events used to be 10, 12, 15 people come sit down and uh, for instance, the uh, <coughs> uh, Teddy Bear Tea Party used to be a very intimate and small event. You could sit down and have a juice box and a cookie. And no more. That is uh, at, a, at a registration event. We're going to have to up the registration. I believe this year we're moving it to Westminster Park. Uh, it was previously at Winthrop, which was amazing, but it was a smaller space. Um, so they're very accommodating, but we, we need uh, we're going to we're going to grow while the festival grows. We do not want to uh, inhibit that growth. So anywhere we need to expand, that's the goal. Um, is there anything that we missed or that you'd like to add? I cannot not speak to the final Saturday. Okay. okay. I, I, so, um, yeah, hit me up with that. Yes, that's the, that's the big finale. That you know, that's you, if you go to one day of the festival, come Saturday, April twenty second. So that morning starts with everything trucks. That'll be uh, you got fire trucks, you got ambulances, you got uh, armies out there. A lot of times, you've got uh, uh, all kinds of big cranes and equipment and all that stuff. That's a lot of fun for kids. Last year we had a helicopter land right in the parking lot of First Baptist down off Dave Lyle. That was super cool. Uh, I would say kids love that, but everyone loves that. <laughs> so we've got barbecue contest that day. 
Uh, we do sell barbecue. It's fantastic. These teams come from all over the southeast. They are not just your, your uh, this is not your dad out there grilling on a Saturday. These folks are for real. Um, then, of course, we have the, the, big, the big one, which is the tailgate party, the fireworks festival at, out at, the, at, the, uh, at Winthrop Lake. Uh, that's the big moment that is kind of the uh, culmination of a 10-day festival. Um, everybody will be out there, team leaders, volunteers, and hopefully if, uh, if you come to just one, two hour, three hours, that's the one. Come out to that. Uh, you do have to pay to park, and it is what it is. People will complain, but it's five bucks for a, a fireworks show that is uh, a lot more expensive than that <laughs> to put on, as well as a band that costs a lot to be there. So it's a, a free fireworks show and concert for the price to park, basically, so, or, and a, a few bucks to get in. So uh, we, we do try to keep costs down, obviously, we, uh, but that is a, that's a big fireworks show. If you've been to a good one, you, you, you can tell this is, this is a good one. It is not a, we're not doing this. We are outsourcing that to a very serious uh, pyrotechnic company. It's awesome. As this year's chair, the festival will be successful if blank. If we get to that fireworks show and it ends, and that's, I got the question earlier this week, what's my favorite part of the festival? When the smoke's still hanging in the air after the fireworks, but the festival's done. <laughs> if we get to that point and we have no serious injuries, complaints, no big, uh, you know, and no, no stirrups, controversies, anything like that, no one gets... Uh, uh, you know, uh, hurt or otherwise, uh, you know, any negative press, things like that. If we get to the, the smoke in the air without any major mishaps and everyone had a good time, I'm sure we're going to get the normal complaints here and there. We can live with that. As long as there's no major mishaps, injuries, or, or otherwise negative things like that, then I, I can watch that smoke settle and be just the happiest person in Rock Hill knowing we've just pulled off the biggest party of the year. Well, Lee, thank you for joining us today and telling us more about Come See Me. Um, I've definitely learned a lot, and I'm really excited. I'm sure Matt's excited as well. Um, and the festival will kick off April 13th, correct? Correct. And last through the 22nd? That's it. All right, so April 13th through 22nd will be the Come See Me Festival. And if there's no other comments, then that will be all for us today. That's great. I really appreciate y'all. This was fun. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Rock Hill CityCast. Episodes are available each week to stream on SoundCloud, Google, and Apple Podcasts. To keep up with City of Rock Hill information, follow us on social media.